And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. Welcome back, hustlers. This is Andrew Morgans, your host, with my good friend and fellow uh, e-commerce expert, Hannah. Hannah, say hello. Hello. Yes, I'm excited to talk today. Um, we have known each other several years now from when you were, uh, I won't say this harshly, but we'll just say you were trying lots of ideas around e-commerce, being a consultant in some ways. Um, now you're a business owner, and I'm excited to just talk about, um, you know, you found your stride. So um, before we get started, let me say, um, give a shout out to our sponsor, Full Scale. Um, they are a software team to help you quickly scale um, affordable, affordably and easily. Uh, I use them as well for my own development needs. Marknology is not um, a software company. If you're needing any kind of services, full scale um, can solve that for you quick and easy. Let's get to it. Hannah, what part of the world are you in? I'm in Miami. Okay. And what, uh, let's back up. Let's back up. Tell me what got you here. I want to know the details um you know, <laughs> were you dating someone that was in e-commerce if i remember right like what got you was it travel was it you know the freedom of your time what got you kind of interested in e-commerce and and started on this path yeah i mean it's all those things well not the dating part i'm single as a pringle first of all <laughs> but no um no i was like my senior year of college i like kind of messed around throughout college. I knew I like never really wanted to go the corporate route. Like many of us, um, it, like just freaked me out. I did not want to be told what to do. I like, I don't know. I just always had this like thing where it was like, I just want my own financial freedom, create my own destiny, like most entrepreneurs or whatever. Um, but when I first started, I tried drop shipping <laughs> like most people when they first like get into the space but um I found this like winning product from Bali um and because I was you know 18 broke I had like a two thousand dollar credit limit I was too afraid to like put up the investment to like bring over a bunch of this product that I didn't really know how to move so I went that whole drop shipping route whatever um pretty like failed at that, but that led me into agency work, which got you in, which leads to, I mean, if you know the digital space, everything is kind of like interconnected, right? So that leads to, you know, getting clients, doing like local lead generation, trying to partner with, e like, I just tried everything. Like I went from agency work, trying to partner with companies to sell their own products, like as like a glorified affiliate. Um, you know, I try, I didn't try. I worked with med spas, plastic surgeons, dental yeah. offices. Landlocked, landlocked a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you knew me from like, that was like, when I was just in the weeds, just trying anything like so funny. Like I can't even believe, okay, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just like, there's always that stage of limbo, right? Where like you 
see that people are in the space, people are crushing it in the space. You want to be in the space. You don't see the path. You know there is a path. Like you know it exists. So you try all these different things, and in the digital world, as you know, that can mean a plethora of things. It can mean FBA. It can mean drop shipping if you're good at it. It can mean agency work. It can mean local lead gen. It can mean you know doing you know instead of like strategic based you know, marketing, it could be creative based where you're doing, making people's businesses look pretty online, like all these different things. So basically I tried all of them and was just failing like over and not failing, learning from my mistakes, (laughs) like, you know, like super frustrated. I was trying to do the digital thing where I could, you know, work from anywhere, which is still like, it's totally possible. Um, you know, travel full time while we're living and I moved to like Atlanta, I lived in Columbia, um, just trying to be like a digital nomad thing. And I feel like I do feel like um, for anyone listening, you know, I get it, I'm gonna have a variety of different guests on from from all different angles. And I think one thing that's really cool is, um, well, one, I think you knew you want to be an entrepreneur because of your mom, right? Was your mom an entrepreneur? business owner well my dad originally was but my mom was too and that was like a thing like that was definitely like from my childhood I was like oh yeah like I have to own my own business right so I think that you knew so the difference for me is that I didn't know I always knew I wanted freedom the ability to travel the ability to you know be in other places not be in a cube but I didn't know really like entrepreneurism was like what I wanted you know, so it was like almost like I fell into it because I found a skill and yours was more so like, I know I want my own thing. I know I want, you know, e-commerce is the space I'm going to do it in or digital. You know, I just don't know what exactly that's going to be. And I feel like whenever we we met, you were traveling, um, you liked the quality collection, right? Um, I think you'd reached out about the quality collection that came out, I think, three years ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you wanted to help me with it. You know, so you flew in and, you know, we were doing some videos and fun stuff. Like, I loved it. I love the passion. Was, you, yeah. I, I absolutely love the passion. Um, but instead of like a lot of people I talk to already have a product that they love, right? They have instead of like the process or the business model or the strategy of it or the the benefits, they're like, I have a product. I'm good at making benches or I'm good at making I've invented a doorstop or I've, you know, these different kinds of things where they have like this product. And that's kind of what you mentioned in Bali. You had this thing, um, but you were like scared to take the leap. So, you know, you chose a a softer option. But I remember you were traveling, you're taking all these classes and courses and masterminds and, um, you know, and that and I know that every single mastermind can point you in a different direction because someone has perfected what they do. You know, um, when I'm when I'm teaching at UMKC and talking to the students and different things, and I do believe there is a a lesson in that in regards to picking something and staying with it and becoming an expert. Um, but I look at the way I've got leads or sales or clients in my business. It's been, you know, I think I had 21 different ways on the board. Um, so, you know, you take this master class or this master class or take this. It's a way to learn without maybe failing. So you're learning through finance instead of just on the job training. Um, but just really just wanted to point out, you know, the way that you're coming at what you wanted was so different than, than typically what I see. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely like, I, it is, it was very backwards. Like it wasn't like, Oh my God, I'm so passionate about this one thing. I didn't know what I was passionate about. I didn't, I just knew 
what I wanted my life to look like, right? Yeah. That, and that, this was just the vehicle. Digital, going digital was the vehicle. It wasn't like, oh my God, I invented this product. I'm inventing the wheel for this niche and you know, this is going to go viral. It was like none of that. It was just like, I know other people are doing it. I love the process. I love like, it's like figuring out a puzzle. It wasn't like, oh my God, my, like even we'll talk about my business now. It's like, I love my store. I love everything. I'm proud of everything that's in it. But is fast fashion what the end all be all? No, not at all. But the process of that I'm doing to like how where I am now, like I, I'm obsessed with the process, you know? And, you know, everything, like I'm proud of all of it, but it's definitely that. It's just like, I was in that limbo period of just like, figuring it out like what are you like trying to find the path right like <laughs> like I knew the path existed but I was trying to figure out how to like get there and I think everyone kind of goes through that right when you like you know you're trying to accomplish something and it's like you know it's attainable but like you don't because no one's like sitting there saying okay step one step two step three you have to like create it yourself um but yeah it took me you know until what a year ago for me to even find the path but, but that's not really that long it's not oh, like yeah, it's not that long. i think you were feeling kind of crazy at that time i say crazy as in like where do i go what direction you know drop shipping you started landing a bunch of clients like right after we had met and you're like maybe i go this way and seeing my agency world and being like god that looks like a ton of work um you know i think that the process that you've fallen in love with though is what i love about what i do um, and so it's one thing to have your own brand and work on that and obsess about that. But at the same time, it's like when you have an agency with 40 or 50 brands, you're literally getting to learn the process 40 or 50 at a time. Um, and you know what I mean? And, and some of that's repeating the same stuff, but it's, it's a little bit different, a little bit, pro a little bit different product, a little bit different customer. Um, you know, but knowing where you're wanting to end up. And then just moving in that direction, um, I think is the best advice I could I could take out of what you just said was um, literally don't know where you're going, but know where you want to end up. You're not going to get there if you don't, you know, take steps forward. So tell me how you end up in Miami and with the Views Co. For anyone uh, listening, she, you, Hannah can be found on Instagram at Hannah the Homeless. Even though she has a home now, she said she's stable in Miami. Um, and her website is viewsandco.co. Um, so you can look up what we're talking about today. Tell me how you ended up with the Views and Co. Um, you know, as your business. Yeah. So like shortly after I was like doing all like work, working with you, right. I just like got into the agency world and it was me and like one virtual assistant. And so what you really excel at, what you just explained with like working with all these different brands and diving in and, you know, learning the needs, wants, fears, and goals with all these different niches to make them successful. I sucked at that. Like I was not good at it at all. I wasn't good at like being the authority of someone's business. I didn't know how not to be a friend. Like people would like, I did the agency thing, not on Amazon, but like all my clients ended up becoming e-commerce. So I had like, I don't know, four clients in Arizona. I had three clients here. I was just getting way in over my head. And so as you know, with e-commerce, um, right? It's not like doing a local lead gen client, like a plastic surgeon or like a med spa or like something where it's a plug and play system where it's like, okay, I'm going to use this exact strategy that I just use for you. And I'm going to use it for you and, you and use it for you and just tweak it a little bit according to, you know, how many employees you have, whatever their issues are. 
with e-commerce, it's not that. It's like if you take on one client that's selling clothes and then you take out another client that's selling beauty products and then you take another client that's selling, I don't know, sex toys, whatever. <laughs> it's like they every single, they're all separate niches. So while they're all in the e-commerce space, this person's going to have a different client base that has different needs, wants, fears, and goals as this other client. So like me, I was just getting so overwhelmed. And so I don't know on Amazon, but like for just like website lead gen in that way, or, you know, generating more traffic to a website, like it's the strategy I use for you is a completely different strategy that I'm going to use for you. So I was just finding myself like so overwhelmed, like getting so emotionally attached. <laughs> like I couldn't separate like my, like just, I don't know if that's like a girl thing, but whatever. I, I just sucked at it. Like, and I was just stressed out all the time. And so I got to the point where I was like, I had worked in so many different commerce businesses. I was like, what am I doing? Like, why am I sitting here stressing over, you know, these people's businesses? I was like, I can do it myself. But I always like told myself like, oh, I'm not creative enough, like to go out and, you know, source products or I don't know. I was just scared. And I just had all this like brain bullshittery of like why I couldn't do it or why I thought like I wasn't good enough to like own my own. And then I finally did. I like, you know, finally came over that or whatever. And I was like, you know, let me go back to ground one. Like, this is what I wanted to do in the beginning with the first company was called Feels of Bali. Actually, my like my comp like when I first opened the business, the DBA name is actually now still Feels of Bali. Um, but it is now it's a, under the BC or whatever. But um, yeah, so then I just started sourcing products. A lot of it comes from Brazil. Some of it comes local. Um, some of it we're manufacturing it. It's like a mixture of like white labeled, buying wholesale and um, prep and just like manufacturing products. So it's like full on like fast fashion, like a free people or like a, an urban outfitters type vibe. Um, but yeah, and so ever since I started, like the first month, the second, and it just grew every month. And it's just Did crazy. you start this from? <laughs> scratch is this something you bought like that was already running and then kind of grew it um no you know. it started just from like from what i've learned along the way you know you learn a lot from working in other people's businesses and like right. see behind the scenes you're like okay i'm not gonna do that okay i'm not gonna treat my employees like that like you learn so many things of like you learn good things too but like more so i was like you learned i learned what not to do quickly quickly <laughs> really quickly and um and i just had a lot of i like from taking all going all these conventions and all these trade shows and all these speaking events like i learned so much like it's like I, those two years, I was like depressed, anxiety, depression, fear, doubt, just super like anxious about my whole life and everything. I was actually like learning, right? So like all that time I learned, you know, basically how to run a successful business in the digital world. And then, yeah, now it's been great. Well, what what changed is that you took there's, is the equal part of time and effort in the learning um you know but then i think some people they they learn they learn to learn but they learn to like take on new challenges and like learn new things but they haven't applied the action right because action is like i don't know i don't know what i would say the percentages but let's just say it's even 50 50 you know someone will be like well i did this new thing and i learned all these new things i read these new books i started listening to podcasts i took some courses you know i took some master's classes um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's all that knowledge, whether you're working with other brands or you're learning these on the fly, 
mirrored with action that says, hey, I'm just going to do this thing. I'm just going to like actually try to put into play what I've been practicing, uh, take the leap. Um, and I think people can get stuck. Um, you know, either they're, they're taking some action without any thought and like, you know, without really being an expert at what they're doing. And so they're getting in over their head or they get so paralyzed by the thought and the thinking process and the learning process and, and, and having all these coaches telling you what to do or how you should be doing it, that you get almost like paralyzed. Uh, and so, you know, I asked you what you wanted to talk about, like suggested topics. And I'm going to read it. She said, learning how to tell your brain to shut the fuck up as a young person starting an entrepreneurship. And I, um, you know, I just think that that's so important. And I, what were some of the strategies? Like, I mean, I have my own thoughts on that, but what are some of the strategies? Um, cause I think they are that or coping mechanisms, if we want to call it, I don't like that so much because it sounds negative, but you know, as a young person trying to figure this out and you know, you're like ingesting all of this stuff, how are you able to find the Hannah in there, um, you know, and slow it down and then, you know, be able to make decisions? Um, it, I think because I was like so frantic, like I was just doing so many things, just trying to, okay, just hoping one worked because remember I was broke, like too, like I was, and I was putting this like grotesque amount of pressure on myself to like be somebody and just like over time of like learning what I didn't want, like in that process, I finally got to this breaking point of like, oh, okay, this is, it's clear all this time. Right. But like, I had to go through that bullshittery to get to now. Right. And like, I remember even you were like one of my mentors <laughs> and you even told me, you're like, you're just like, you know, you, 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 are trying to spread your out yourself out too thin. I was like, no, no, <laughs> you know, whatever young, I'm a little know-it-all, whatever. But no, it was just that, like, but I had to do that. And I had to like, see that myself to like, come to the point of like, oh, okay, like, right, like, you can, you can do this thing, like, you actually could have done this from day one, right, but you just were too scared, because your brain, you know, it w wants to give you a million reasons why you can't do something, or you're like, not good enough, even though you could have just done the thing to begin with, you know, and so I, but as a young person, just like, you know, I, I was doing everything safe. Like I wanted it, like I had to take, I had to do a little step and then, you know, take one little step forward to, and then get pushed back six steps to take, you know, another little step forward to get pushed back 10 steps. But, you know, and looking back, like if I were to tell somebody like, that's like, if you're not making that little, like, then you're not doing the thing because you're not like learning yourself or, you know, learning about yourself even because like, I had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> like, I had no I feel like, you know, I've been reading this book about entrepreneurs. And um, one thing they said that really stood out to me was they talk about entrepreneurs and you think that entrepreneurs are like, they have no fear and they're just like super courageous and they take, you know, they're like not playing it safe. And um, it's actually the complete opposite, you know, and, and what he was saying is that um, entrepreneurs can tolerate a lot of risk in one area. Um, but usually they play it safe in other areas like relationships or where you're living or different things. If you're taking a lot of risk um, in areas and I was like, I couldn't relate more because everyone thinks like, oh, you're so brave for starting your own business and leaving your job and, um, you know, those kinds of things. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I mean, I have courage, but it's not because there's a lack of fear. Um, and I think one thing seeing it from the outside is like you were living very courageously in regards to 
traveling places and learning things and trying new things. Um, but but kind of being fearful, like you were able, as you got settled, you're in Miami now. And I remember you were always on the run, you know, um, Hannah, Hannah, the homeless, right. But whenever you stabilize that, it allowed you to like, okay, let me take a little bit more risk in a different area because I'm not taking so many, I wouldn't call them risks from traveling a lot, but you know, new things and new people and new areas and new learnings. Um, and then just actually start applying what, you know, um, by being able to concentrate. I think that's really big. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely like, like what to roll off that, like what you said before, it's like, it's certain areas, like, it's not that you don't have fear, right. But it's like, for me, like, I always wanted to make sure that it looked like I was crushing it. Like, right. So even though I was like scared on my mind and was like waking up, like in a half panic attack every single day, I had to make sure that I looked like to everybody around me that like, I was okay. Like to my family, I wanted my family to think that I was always crushing it right like I wanted my perception to be like oh look at Hannah she's doing these amazing things even though I don't know what the fuck I'm doing like I I, like I have no idea and so that's part of my ego part of like you know I I have to play it safe here because if I actually do the thing then maybe people are gonna think like you know just like things looking back that it's like wow my journey probably would have been cut in half if I just drop the ego it's just like you know what I mean and because at the end of the day I still had to go through that process anyway so it's like you know I like even when like you know I came back from Columbia and I, I moved back with my parents like you know I was to them like I, I don't know I always had to make sure that they seemed like I, I like they're proud of me and it's like well if I'm not proud of me like no one's gonna, you know what I mean like you yeah. have just go through it and if you're not going like if you're not going through it then again like you're not doing a thing so and i i think that i i try telling my friends and anyone that'll listen really like that my personal growth um after a big low in my life like was really when i started focusing and bringing it real um my business and my personal are so connected right it's like if i'm proud of what i'm doing if i'm proud of who i am if i'm proud of my character if i'm proud of the way i'm employing people if i'm proud of the way i'm doing business with people if i'm then i'm able to like not care what other people think because i'm proud of what i have if you don't have that then obviously you're getting your validation or things from outside sources like we're we're friends so i'm going to tell this story for everybody listening and i'm a new host on startup hustles so you're just going to have to get used to my style but um i had a big moment i'm in year six of being completely on my own um for anyone listening my team is 12 um we're we're hitting new goals that we've never hit and you know we became an amazon agency partner and uh just finished an accelerator program and released our first software and uh, i retired my mom and um, all kinds of goals have been crushed, so to speak, in, you know, metaphorically. And um, somewhere around October of last year, I was just going through a little bit of, uh, I was trying to actually improve my financial projections and my books and like some areas that I hadn't dealt with yet, because I've been so busy working. I was like, okay, I'm going to improve this area of my business. Um, started with a new firm, the new firm, like, fired the lady that was helping me. And there's just like a lot of mistakes made. And it kind of like set me in this spot right around Thanksgiving where like, uh, my cash flow was tight, you know, and I hadn't had cash flow issues in a couple of years. And so I'm just like, how can I be crushing all these goals? Um, but yet I'm dealing with what seems like a beginner problem, uh, not a beginner problem. That's not what I meant to say. But like, 
something I haven't dealt with in a minute when I was working on like improving other areas. And I just had this kind of come to Jesus moment. I took a trip to New York by myself. Um, I, I was out all day. It was like my last day there. And I'd gone there to kind of handle these issues, just be by myself, like figure it out. It's kind of what I do. And um, I still hadn't like worked out what was going on. And then, and um, I, I actually was just looking for things to do in New York. I saw this metal show that I wanted to go to. Uh, it's just like instrumental. So it's just like, you know, guitars and everything. But if anyone knows me that's listening, I, I used to play in a metal band before I got uh, graduated college and got into the business I'm in now. And so it's always been just like a, um, a hobby for me to go to shows. So I'm like, I'm going to go to the show in New York. I've heard East Coast metal is like really tough. I'm going to go check it out. But it was last minute and I'd been at uh, meetings all day. So I was kind of dressed nice. I had on like a colorful shirt, a hat on, like a kind of like dress hat. Um, and metal shows, most people are wearing all black. So I'm giving you the details just to kind of lay this out. But it was a huge, huge moment for me. And, and piggybacking off what you said, I, I went there. I tried to make some friends. I was talking to people like, because you're by yourself, you know, and I know I'm in this like colorful shirt. Um, and I just thinking about what people think. Right. And I'm like, OK, I've tried talking to these like four or five different groups of friends. No one's really truthful. Like, I'm just going to go in the middle of this. Uh, you know, this concert and just like let loose. So I paid $12. It was $3 an item to go check my stuff. And I'm not cheap, but it was just like $3 an item seemed kind of crazy to me. And so I was like, that was why I still had everything on. So I check it all in. I'm like, screw this. I'm going in the middle of this concert. And somewhere in the middle of that internal conversation and the end of that show, um, it was like a relearning of like, I don't care what people think, whether I have to go back into my business, I enjoy the process, whether I have to look like I'm not winning again, whether it's like, have conversations with people I don't want to have, let them know things aren't working. Um, you know, whatever it was, it was just this moment, I think, at, at the show of like, not caring what anyone thought, there weren't people that came with me, there weren't people there I knew, it was just like this freedom from, I guess, the pressures of success. Right. And this like image of like, I want people to think I've got it all together and like I'm successful and I'm crushing it. Um, but whenever I was able to release that, it seemed like, you know, from around that time in New York till now, um, I've just had this like creative buzz going on. Like, you know, it's like it's back and um, it really has nothing to do with what people think. It was what do I think about myself in these moments now that I've achieved this? Is it the process? Is it the goals? Um, what along the way. So I know I took some time, but I want to share a real story where for me, entrepreneurship is all about the mindset. So like, if you get the mindset in the right spot, um, there's nothing but success coming after that. And that's really what sets you up, whether it's personally or in business, um, to win, really just knowing where you're going to go and being confident in what you are and what you're going to do. Hey, I'm going to create this brand. Um, you know, I know that I can do it and I'm going to figure it out on, on the way. So, um, yeah, just picture a guy in a really colorful shirt moshing out in the middle of a metal show in the East Coast Not caring. Uh, and hitting enlightenment somewhere in there. Uh, you know, that was that was kind of, uh, you know, what happened for me. But I, you're talking about young entrepreneurs and I'm just telling you, like, they all have it in them. It's literally mindset, 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 mindset. It is. And what you like that experience or just even being conscious of that experience, like some people don't like some of that doesn't even come to the conscious mind in a lifetime. So it's like commend yourself, like 
Some people just live asleep and it's just like, that's just, they think it's normal to it's just, but it's not, it's like, you just gotta, I don't know. Ego. It's <laughs> ego, right? It's ego, but like, like, some, of the, like some of those things, like I promise you, you, you might conquer some of them now and that's why you're here, but they'll come up again. You know, they'll come up again and you just got to keep going back to the basics of of why you love building or why you love creating or you knew where what you wanted your life to be like. And if it's not lining up, there needs to be some changes no matter what it makes people think. Right. You know, whether it's your business, that's why you've made it. Um, as long as you're happy with what you're doing, what you're creating, then um, it's crazy what comes out of that. Right. You know? When you're like in your real flow and, you know, you have your momentum, it's like. I don't know. You put stuff, just you, you manifest it, it comes back to you. And it's just like, you look back and you're like, wow, look at all the crazy things that I've done to get to this point. And it's just so crazy. And it's like, but so worth it all. Like so crazy. And just like, not even close to where, you know, that the end goal, but still just, I don't know. Feels good. I love it. <laughs> so, so for everybody, listen, are you fully, fully supported by your business? How many people are on your team? So I just hired a girl. Well, she's been working for me since January, but now she just went full time. Um, like, as a blah, this would be the this is her first month full time. So she comes in every day. And then um, my best friend, she does a lot of VA work for me part time. And then I have a girl that she does my like textiles, like my clothes and bathing suits, whatever she says for me but she works from home. So it's like a little, little mini team, but we're getting yeah, it. I love that. And I think that's what e-commerce, like, I mean, that's very common. Like I know multi, multi, multi-million dollar businesses that are five oh. people, you know, like it's it perfect. doesn't have to be a big team. No, not at all. I mean, we just sit in our little, oh, my office is still in my grandma's spare bedroom. Like you'd never even know, like we're hitting goals that like my mom has 60 employees. We're doing the same, like, with three people, like in my grandma's spare bedroom. <laughs> like, it's just like, I don't know. I love e-commerce. Like at this point, if you want to sell anything, like unless it's a service-based industry, like a restaurant, hair salon, where you actually have to physically show up. Like if you wanted to get into commerce, like online, like online is the way to go. Like if you're even thinking about getting a physical location, you're literally just throwing money in the garbage. Like, I mean, you can have a showroom if you want to have an office space, but like, no, e-commerce. I love it so much. It's so great. Well, uh, the, the sponsor for today's show is Full Scale, and the founder of Full Scale is Matt DeCourcy, one of the main hosts on um, Startup Hustle. He's written a book called uh, The Million Dollar Bedroom. Um, you guys might hit it off about that, starting your businesses. You know, uh, yours is your grandma's. Um, mine, <laughs> mine was a spare room. Um, you know, I was divorced and I like picking myself up off the ground and I moved in with um, a couple of close friends and they had a, you know, a small extra room and I moved in and, and started my business there. Um, I think there's something about having nothing to lose, uh, you know, and keeping things lean. People talk about why I'm still here, you know, like there's so many reasons like why, you know, businesses can fail. Uh, in my six years, I've seen hundreds of them fail uh you know so what i i think a lot about what makes it work like why am i here if everything else is failing i think a big part of that was um keeping a lean team you know being in the e-commerce space where people that have crazy ideas can actually implement them you know like i uh, i was talking with someone the other day 
like I'm pretty sure I'm responsible for like hundreds of thousands of products being available online that weren't there before, you know? And, um, how is that possible? I don't know. Some kid that was just trying to figure out the web, you know, and I was just putting brand after brand after brand, like in the car space, in the automobile space, like eight years ago is where I started. And I was taking every manufacturer, like known to man, uh, in regards to car parts and putting them up on on the web for the first time. And, you know, I think about that. I'm cleaning up some of those problems now for other brands, um, you know, but just thinking about that uh, is is one of the reasons I love e-commerce is that um, I know it's going to continue to evolve, like specifically with everything that's going on, um, you know, today, whether it's the brick and mortars not being um, as easily accessible or, you know, people wanting to be safer. Um, e-commerce used to be a big risk when me and you were first, you know, getting into it. And now it's it's almost like a safety net. No, you know? it's I actually have a whole theory of this of this with the, like the whole coronavirus thing. Like, I, I mean, I don't know how it is with your clients, but for me, like my sales almost immediately tripled, like the beginning, what are we in May, June, April, May, the beginning of March, almost like right when this whole started March just tripled. And then like, what I really believe is, you know, what, with this coronavirus, it, it brought like a new community of people that like were never accustomed to buying online to online because they were forced to, and then they see like, you know, the more options. Right. And like people had, had never, like they just were not comfortable with making purchases online. I think it's now opened this whole new window of like these new buyers that like had never experienced that process. And so now they're like realizing, Oh my God, it's so much easier to get my groceries on Amazon. It's so much easier to get everything online. So like, why would I even go to a brick and mortar anymore? So I just think it's only going to, I, I know it's only going to continue to grow like malls are not going to be a thing in 10 years unless you live in like a huge metropolitan like a city new york city maybe miami but like for you know suburb areas like malls are closing left and right like it's just not even going to be a thing so econ baby yeah yeah yeah. you know i'm about it i've been preaching it for a long time i saw you do something cool this is like taking a little bit a left a left turn but um, (laughs) you're talking about innovating and trying new things and stuff like that i saw i follow you on instagram and i saw you post i don't even know if we talked about it but talking about someone was commenting on they had received a purchase from you you talk about these new buyers that aren't used to online and they're getting a personal video thank you from you Oh, tell yeah. me how you first came up with that. Wait, wait, wait. Are you talking about like when they check out? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, it's very personal. So, <laughs> like my funnel, like that, that people go through. It's I, I get them to subscribe to my YouTube channel, <laughs> like everything. But yeah, when they check out, there's like a thank you video, which I probably need to update. Um, but then there's like you know this whole sequence that will redirect them back to my YouTube channel to get them if they are interested. Who knows if they were interested in getting into the online space or whatever. But yeah, is that what you're talking about? That, that It's like a thank you video. And then one of my customers like screen recorded it, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put it on their Instagram. I have a crazy memory. But like I haven't bought anything <laughs> from the Views & Co. But, you know, if you guys want to see the video I'm talking about, you have to go buy something. <laughs> but um, I just thought that was really innovative. You know, a way for like those are the things you used to get in stores. You used to get a person talking to you. You used to see who owned the store. You get it's like maybe you're walking around doing a virtual tour. Um, you know, you got that thank you. Um, and so 
those are the things I think that we bring to this space is like, how do we make e-commerce better? First, we just get past the basics of people not shopping online. But once they do, um, you know, it'll continue to innovate all the way down to personal thank yous. And, um, hey, I can I can get you completely connected with my brand um, in an automated way. I think that was just super cool when I saw it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's all just like it's all about keeping the conversation going as long as possible. Like call to action after call to action post sale for as long as you can try to keep someone interacting with your company. But that's really like uh, people, they, a lot of companies, they stop at Instagram. It's like, Oh, once they follow my Instagram, we got them. Like, no, like it's not, well, at least in my niche, it's like, you have to do like, you have to go above and beyond. What's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's, do you have an ambassador program? What follow up comes with that? Like you just want to, you know, like um, what is the word? Like keep growing the relationship between the customer and, and online. It's like, what does that look like? Right. So videos, chat bots, ambassador programs, email. meet them where they are, right. Meet them where they, meet them where they are. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a big learning for me was a couple years ago. Um, I love Instagram because I know how to use it and I'm getting older. So learning new things is like exhausting. Uh, but like, you know, every time it's like a new channel. Um, but for me, it was like, you know, I walked around the office when we were growing and I was like, you know, what do you guys do when you're on your break? Or like, what do you do in your spare time? Like, what social are you on? What are you doing? Um, one, they all they all had different answers. None of them said Instagram. Uh, they Most of them said YouTube, mm. um, you know, and it was a younger crowd. Uh, but I was just like, kind of like, Andrew, like, you know, wake up. Like, you you know, you need to find out where your customer is, not where you want to be. And, and then from there, um, decide what's best for your business. You know, you talked about you need to be everywhere. Let's talk about that. Okay. And um, I deal with the same thing. I'm literally getting some stuff done in my business that some people start with at the beginning. Everyone has a different way of doing it. Um, How do you choose what to focus on? Um, when it maybe from the beginning and even now, like, what, what are you focusing on now? And in the early days, what was, what was your first focus? Of the VC specifically? Sure. Um, so in the beginning it was just like, all right, what am I going to sell? What, what story am I going to tell through this, through this business sourcing products? Um, and then it turned from that to just, you know, getting really overwhelmed. (laughs) Like I would spend some days I would spend eight hours doing fulfillment, like literally just sitting there packaging, packaging. You were just, you were getting stuff ready or you were just selling that much stuff early. I mean, after like month four, like, you know, you, you have to do all the creative stuff to like launch a thing. Right. So that's the beginning. And then the middle phase is like, okay, now we're actually selling. Okay. How much of my time is being dedicated to sitting there like packaging, right? And then customer service. Like right now, if I didn't have anybody helping me, I would spend probably 12 to 14 hours a day talking on customer service and packaging packages, like doing like the the physical, like redundant things, right? Um, But then that turned into obviously like, how can I delegate, which is something that you're really great at. (laughs) And so now it's just, okay, what is like the, what's the next thing, right? Like, this isn't the end all be all right. So now it's, let's go back to where, like my whole thing was like, I want five streams of income. Right. So like now I'm like in a place where like I've 
been able to like reopen up my free time because I've like been able to delegate a lot of like the you'll fill it with some other stuff oh no I already know like this is always like a thing like I already know YouTube was like the big thing that I want to get back into which is where I started also back when I was doing like agency stuff I would put all that stuff back in my YouTube channel um which was a whole other venture that I tried to go on well I didn't try to go on I'm still on it but like now I'm able to go back to YouTube because I know YouTube is going to be my third, fourth, and fifth stream of income. Well, it already is. It's like slowly making it there. Um, so YouTube and then launching my own digital products. Um, and so a lot of my time is going towards that right now and just finding more products. Do you I think you're going to run some courses or something like that to, to teach people what you've learned? Um. Yeah. So like I actually used to sell something when I had my agency was like an ambassador program. That's going to be something that I'll drive through my YouTube channel. Like I already know it works. Like I already know that it will sell because I've done test launches, like with my, some of my other agency, agency friends and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, there's just a bunch of stuff that's coming. Like this is only the beginning. Like, well, we'll have to have you back on. Like, but I just haven't had the time. Like I haven't posted a YouTube video in six months. Cause I, I don't have five hours of my day to sit there and record a video and then edit it. Like, it's just not a thing. Like I, I can't. So, but now I can, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I went, I went through a big YouTube. Um, if anyone's looking at my YouTube, uh, you know, we've got 20 or so videos on there and, um, it definitely grew from where I started. You know, a big part of it for me was I'm actually like a business owner. Like I'm not a YouTuber. Like I, I want to be there, but like, I'm working a lot, like honestly, more than I want to say to anyone, you know, like the reality is like double what you're probably working. Like if you're not an entrepreneur, I'm probably just double whatever you're, whatever you're working, I'm doubling it, you know? And, um, that's truth. And it's for like five years. So like, it's, it's, it's a whole lot of work. And so you're like, well, what are, what are some of these other things? Yes, of course, I want to do them. Like, I know I'm the one giving the advice here. Like, I know I need to be doing that. I know I need to be doing this. Um, but you got to do what you have to do to, to keep the business moving. You know, if you have to ship 12 hours a day, you're shipping 12 hours a day. Um, and so for me, it was, um, I've spent a lot of money learning it, but it was, I needed a video following me around. Like, you know, I, I was trying to write these like, educational videos in the studio to help people on Amazon or give them some value for some info I didn't think was out there. Um, and I'm like, I'm having these convos in the day to day all the time. I'm doing all this kind of stuff like to sit there and repurpose it for someone else just seemed impossible mm -hmm. you know, to me. Um, but understand like there's so many people that uh, message me or contact me, you know, to work with their brand. They're like, Hey, I watched all of your YouTube videos. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think that they're even finding me on YouTube, but the fact that they go there, consume the content, um, and feel like they're building a relationship within the person that's going to help them build their next thing, um, is really valuable. And I think that's what I've really gotten out of, out of my YouTube channel, um, so far. Yeah. Are you getting leads from your YouTube channel? You should probably. I think it's helping me convert leads. Um, you know, more so like people are like looking me up, looking up my business, hearing about it, coming there, watching some of our content, being like, this person knows what he's talking about. I want to work with this company. And then, you know, uh, the lead's not coming from YouTube, but more so getting, you talk about all the touches that happen to get a customer and engaging them. It's like, they're engaging me with me. Let's say I have 20 videos, 20 times. And then being like, I'm ready to buy. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love YouTube. YouTube's so great. Yeah, I know. You were pushing it on me three, <laughs> three years ago or something. And me and Hannah went back and forth, back and forth. And I'm just like, I'm so, you do YouTube. so busy. YouTube. <laughs> uh and it's this balance you know you talk about how do you shut off the voice how do you know what to focus on um i think it's quit stressing out about it um work on prioritizing um every single day i prioritize what's the focus and what's not and you know having a long game but in the day-to-day -day, I'm, I'm prioritizing every single day um and just having patience that's what's really hard you know when you're like a mover and a shaker a hustler is having patience i think hustlers are by default not the most patient people, right? We don't like waiting on other people. We just like like results. We like to make results happen. Um, and for me, I've had this phone background for four years. I think it's a Gary Vee one that talks about my lack of patience and and how it's holding me back. Um, but for me, it was you know I'm getting into. I just developed a software, and you know we're like I'm getting to where I'm I'm building out my course with modules, and it's making sense though because I'm working through it with my my team instead of it just coming from me. And how will this actually work as we build this into agencies? And just having some time with it, and and having some fun with it instead of beating myself up. Or I don't have this done, or I don't have this done, or I don't have this done. Um, I started my apparel brand on Etsy. And from Etsy, it went to eBay, actually. And then from eBay, I even own an Amazon business. It went from Etsy to eBay to website. Um, and now we're on Amazon. Um, so to anyone listening, I guess I just like to give as much encouragement as possible that um, as two relatively successful people in e-commerce here on the podcast, like there isn't just one way to do it. Me and Hannah literally couldn't have went at it different in any different of a way. Right, right, right. I mean, um, and but end up at the same spot, right? In, in regards to like knowing what it takes and knowing that it's actually, it's not just putting your products on Amazon, it's branding them, it's the photography, it's all the touches, it's the advertising, it's the off Amazon efforts, it's- Education, um, it's all those, it's so, it's just endless, it's just- Yes, and, and then I think even now with everything going on, the political climate and different things, um, who the business owners are, what they stand for, who's, who works there, um, you know, what do they stand for, what kind of products are they making, um, all that kind of stuff is going to matter. So, um, you know, the more storytelling you're doing, the more branding you're doing, the more, um, you know, interacting with your customers you're doing, um, the better, I think, going forward from, from today. I have a, I have a question. I think a lot of people, a lot of business owners I talk to are um, honestly most of the time older than myself. Um, and I know that you know you mentioned me being one of your early mentors. She's she barely says that. Um, but do you think it's rude to 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 share your age with anyone listening? You know, potentially even females listening. So rude. No, I'm 24. 24 um, has three people working with her. She talks about doing this stuff forever. It's just because uh, she went at it hard. I think that's I think that's crazy. Um, I'm I'm nine years your senior, um, and arriving at some of the same spots. So really proud of what you've done so far. I know I, I've told you that before, but I'll say it on the air. Um, and to anyone listening, 24 years old to have figured out. Um, you know, she's already talking about what's next, um, but I've already figured out you know, what she wants to be doing. It doesn't come from, I don't know if it was two, three, four years of, of pushing toward, you know, finding what that is. You don't just end up here. Right. Yeah. Like people are like, Oh yeah. Like you start your thing, like 
your thing. You, you started the VC, what, like eight months ago in August, and this is where you are now. And I'm like, yeah, but I didn't start in August. I started two years before that, and I was in the negative for those two years, like not crushing life. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's all part of it. And tuition paid. It paid. And I, I mean, I spent more money on outside of college education, learning all this shit than like what I spent in college. I mean, I remember maxing out credit cards, like, I don't know, just doing absurd things that your parents look at you like, what are you doing? Like, just get a job. (laughs) But like, I never got a job. And I started maybe I probably I was like thinking about it earlier. I was like, I probably started like, I don't know, 22 to like 27 job applications. That I just like never submitted. Just, you know, it's new. It was like submitting a lie. You know, yeah. I think like the biggest thing is like you have to like change. Like, I feel like like looking at other people or like especially people that are older that want to get into the entrepreneur space, like they have a lot more brain objections right whereas like when you're you already have nothing like you don't have a a, you don't know you're not coming from corporate right you're just like okay whatever I don't have really anything to lose but like one thing that I feel like I naturally kind of already had was like like I didn't get analysis paralysis to the point where I didn't it stopped me from taking action like like even though like I didn't know what I was doing and I was scattered like I was always learning, doing, trying, like it never, I never, it never stopped me from like moving forward. And so like for anybody that's kind of like, you know, wanting to get into the space or change something, do something online or maybe not on anything entrepreneurial, like you have to make that switch in your brain where, you know, for me, it was more uncomfortable for me, the thought of not doing it and like the thought of staying in my comfort zone was more uncomfortable than like doing the thing. So like a lot of people it's backwards. And I, I feel like I'm lucky that that was just like, I was born like this or like I already had that like mindset, but it is just like a flip of the switch. So like if it makes you paralyzed to the point where it like, it's more the idea of like doing it is more uncomfortable. Like if you really want it, if you really want to change your life or you really want to accomplish something, you have to make it, like it actually has to disgust you by the idea of just like staying stagnant and not doing it. Like you have to feel that uncomfortableness of like, if I don't do it, then I'm going to be like in this situation, which is way worse than where I want to be. And like, even though I don't see the path, like you just have to, you know, switch that little switch and be like, okay, well actually it's going to be more uncomfortable if I stay in this place. Right. Cause right. I actually be here. So that was, I think that was, that's a big thing. And I never realized that people like, I, it was I only realized that this was like a real issue when I started talking to like friends or like even my family members that have like all these ideas, like they have all these ideas and I'm like, okay, so just do it, just start. Right. And it's yeah. like, starting is so hard for people. And I was just like, I don't get it. Like you literally just watched me fall on my face like 80 times. Like <laughs> people don't, people don't get it. And people don't always get Gary V. Right. But the reason I like him is because some of his truths and like my path to where I am and his path are similar. And so before I had mentors like Matt or different things like that in my life, you know, you find one person that's kind of like minded and you just kind of hold on to that when no one else is like agreeing with you, you know, or like sees your vision. You're just like, well, that person did, you know, and I'm going to hold on to that. And he talks about, he's like, you know, he puts out all this, like change your life, be happy. And he talks about like, not everyone's an entrepreneur. 
and not everyone is a trailblazer and that that's the magic of being a trailblazer is that you can start things where other people might be able to pick up what you started and run with it, but not everyone's a starter. And I think that that's an awareness that not everyone has. Um, but you can still be a business owner or a founder and not be a trailblazer. You just need to partner uh, or hire or come up with someone that you're like can can kind of make, help you make that first move and then you pick it up and run with it. Um, and that's kind of, I think, where I, I gravitated into when um, – I started helping brands launch, you know, being an Amazon brand accelerator. It was through proxy. I'm able to like help these people start all these things, uh, which was in turn helping me like be like, I didn't know how to do that before. We've done it this time. We've done it the next time. We've done it the next time. Um, and I talked about that book I read. You literally almost just quoted it when you were talking about my fear. Uh, you, you use a different word, maybe anxiety, but it was like the fear of, not trying this thing, the fear of not being successful, the fear of not having a life with choice or the fear of not having a life with freedom. Because for me, I'm obsessed with freedom. And for me, freedom is defined by the word choice. Um, it's not that I want everything in the world or this or that. It's that I want to be able to have the choices. Um, and then so I'm living a happier, more fulfilled life by getting to choose what I work on and who I work with and where I do it. And um and for me, that was like, I have to have that or I'm not going to be happy. Mm -hmm. And and I knew that early on. I didn't know how to get it. I didn't know. You know, at first it started off with band days. I wanted to be in a band because being able to travel and create music, that was my, I was poor as shit, but that was my ability to have choice. I'm choosing, you know, what my parents had set for me or what they hadn't set for me. Um, and then it evolved and I was like, you know, those 27 applications you didn't put out, I put out one and got a job in a week because IT people are in high demand. And then I was in a job for a year that almost crushed my soul. Um, you know, I was in IT making a lot of money out of school and I was just like, holy shit. Like if this, if this is IT, if this is what like a degree is, like I'm going to lose my mind. You know, and I left and went to a startup and then my Amazon story continued from there. But it was all of those moves were motivated by the fear of not being free. Um, and so, you know, there's different types of freedom and different things. But I love that you said that. I think that's that's 100 percent what the mindset has to be or you won't be successful. It's just too hard. So, like, your fear has to be that, you know, you you won't have tried. You know, because you you look back at the last two years and you're like, no, I was trying everything. You don't regret them. You know, I could be like, look, I'm 33. I've been doing this business six years. What if I had done this as my band instead? You know, like how much further would I be? Um, but it's not about that. It's about I knew that I was giving it 100 percent no matter what I was doing. Um, and if you just do that long enough, you're going to find, you know, you're going to kind of find that thing. Or at least I could die trying knowing I I like tried you know, versus the fear of not. And I have friends that are brilliant that went the other direction. Um, and they have the car and the boat and the house um, and the kids and the dog and the trees in the front yard and, you know, all those things. Um, but speaking abstractly, like I, I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade, um, you know, all the lessons that, that, that you learn creating something out of nothing. It's, it's incredible. That's, it is, it is. And I don't think anyone, I feel like anyone listening to something like this is definitely like that, like 
our people, <laughs> or at least it may got this far in the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, there's definitely people that just don't, it just doesn't click or it just doesn't, or they'll talk, talk, talk. But when they like actually look at themselves in the mirror, it's like, am I actually, do I actually want it bad enough? It's like, no. Yeah. Are you willing to sacrifice all these other things, um, you know, to have this and willing to give those up? And if you're not, you're in the wrong business. Like you should just like, you know, get out of being a founder, get out of being a hustler, you know, and in, in, in regards to e-commerce, like you, you're in the wrong thing. If you can really evaluate it, be truthful with yourself and be like, this is what I want. Um, one, you're going to have people like me and Hannah and Matt and whoever, like literally reach out a hand and be like, let me help you. Like, I will show you what I know. Um, that's one thing that I've found in this e-commerce space is that people know how hard it is, but we, we feel like we've been loners so long whenever you're doing something in this space, cause everyone else is kind of in a different direction, at least for me, that whenever I found someone, um, that could kind of talk the talk or the lingo, it felt very much like a community um, because we're in this, it's almost like we're pioneers out here, um, you know, trying new things. If we were to put on a, on a spreadsheet, the number of businesses doing a thank you video from the founder after someone purchases, I bet it'd be less than a thousand brands. I bet it'd be less than 500 brands, to be honest with you. You know, so those are, um, little things, but little ways that we're pioneering a space that people will copy that, right? People will copy that. People will do different things. Um, just just really unique to the space, unique to the community and people willing to help you if you're willing to to go out there and get it. I want to end with a couple a couple of questions for you that are okay. less less business, less business um, and a little bit of, of personality. But what is something uh, that you do regularly to improve success, happiness or creativity? Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> well, I have three books sitting under my 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 uh computer here you want to see them yes yeah read them out for anyone that's not oh yeah i'm on a podcast (laughs) the power of now i just got this one the subtle art of not giving a fuck read that one and then i have one about the defining decade um and then spirituality has played like a really big role i don't know can we talk about that yeah we can talk about anything yeah okay (laughs) like so I've been studying like Gurdjieff, Buddhism, stuff like that, meditation. Um, that has helped me a lot. Um, it helps. I don't know if you meditate or if you ever tried to meditate, but um, I've been recently practicing it. Um, and it just creates like a lot of clarity in your brain. And so I've been trying to do that in the morning. Workout. Everyone needs to work out. You do, do you do the meditation and working out to be happy? Or let's just talk oh, a little bit like. Both, both happiness creativity yeah. like it's so crazy like working on yourself is such a lifelong thing and like I you know as we I talked about briefly before like I when I was coming into that like I experienced anxiety for the first time when I was like building this whatever I was trying to build right and so like I just you know I w- was living in reaction to my life you know so meditation you know kind of gives you like you know, a bird's eye view of yourself and like be able to like, you know, bring some of the things that just exist exist in your subconscious to your conscious thought and like kind of just like learn about yourself, why you are the way you are. And like, you know, you can, you start to see all the lies we tell ourselves and, you know, learn how to drop your ego. But meditation has been like a huge thing and just, um, you know, reading and stuff like that. But also 
also, um, I don't know. I've been, I just, this is a new thing. I just, um, I don't know if you know what ketamine is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I just like, now they're doing psychedelic, psychedelic therapy treatments. And I had to have my first treatment. It's like that in combination with meditation. It's like the best thing ever. It's and like, it's like main psychedelics are literally getting pushed in the mainstream. And so I don't know if you, have you heard these companies, my ketamine road? Nope. Okay, whatever. I just paid for six sessions, but everyone should do ketamine and try to meditate. You're in Miami. We're in Kansas City. So it's literally like the craziest thing. It's like how medicinal marijuana, like, you know, now it's like helping people with all these things. It's ketamines and doing the same thing. So highly recommend it. Just trying new things in the same way you're trying them in business. You're trying them in your personal life. Like Mm -hmm. I know during um, stay at home, you know, and things like that, um, I've had to like, I love traveling and shows and shows are my live music is just, you know, craziness for my brain. I love it. And, um, you know, the gym too being closed and you can only do so much at home and we don't have a beach, you know, and living in the city. And, and, um, for me, it's been, Oh my gosh, like to be able to continue to function as a founder, create, be creative and, continue to, to run my business, I was like, I need to find some outlets. And so I've had to start again, um, you know, finding new passions and new things that are releases for me or new things that like bring out different sides of me that I like. Um, you have to be intentional about it and trying new things like, you know, try meditation. If you don't like it, what did you lose? Um, you know, the same way in e-commerce, we try new things all the time. We're going to try a chat bot and then you abandon it. You try an ambassador program, you abandon it. You try a YouTube channel, you put it on pause. Um, you know, the same thing goes in our personal lives and and what you're doing, because if you don't have that balance, you know, where you're at least able to clear your mind to be able to see a problem um, or something in yourself that you need to fix to be able to grow your business, if you can't reach that state, um, you're going to be stuck. Uh, So I I love asking that question, just seeing what, you know, is fitness and and meditation legitimately come up a lot when I talk to entrepreneurs. Um, It's just super important. Psychedelics. psychedelics. Everybody, every great, I'm telling you, there's, there's a reason why they made it illegal because they know that it's great for us. That's why. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, I'm actually launching a book soon. Um, that's called highly, highly inventive. Um, and it's, uh, it's about these stories throughout history of these famous men and women that we've, we've known that have created amazing things um, that were that were all on other things that helped them create that. Um, so you're definitely going to have to buy and leave a review on Amazon. Angelo, right? Mm-hmm. He's in there. Um, they talk about those kinds of things. They talk about, um, you know, the Boston Tea Party, for example, and um, how they were all drinking uh, tea infused with THC. Um, not when they did it, but that was the group, you know, and, and they come up with these creative ideas for a revolution, you know. Um, so just really cool things that I guess people wouldn't know um, if they have like a, a closed mind to those things. But if you're not trying it, like, how do you know what's the next best thing for you? Um, in moderation and legally, of course, everybody. Um, one more for you. Okay. 
Um, and not to leave with a negative, but if you ever see that yourself in a rut, as far as like, you know, being motivated, getting up, starting, we have to crush it every day. We're our own motivators. Um, you know, what are the, what are the kind of ruts that you get into that you realize, you know, it's like your kryptonite. It's like, whatever is it, you know, is it dating? Is it family? Is it lack of sleep? Is it, um, too much analysis, you know, and not enough action? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, all of those things like we and this is like what like goes back you have to go like it's not like I wake up every day and every day is like oh my gosh like I'm so enlightened and blah blah blah. like we all have like mental bullshittery going on all the time and so when that does happen you know because you I was watching this other youtuber one of the biggest ways that I like try to stop that from happening before my day starts right um is again, like just going back to the basics and like, we have so many thoughts going on all the time. And like, you don't want to leave your day by chance of like, I'm going to wake up on the right side of the bed or the wrong side of the bed. Like, you don't want to leave that by chance. You want to make sure that you're starting your day right every day. So you can be the most productive, the most best being that you can be all those things. And so for me, when, before that even, you know, really starts happening, you have to go back to meditation. You have to go back to seeing your thoughts and like seeing the lie of like, okay, I'm feeling this way because like your mind naturally wants to grab things to worry about, to stress over, right? It's just easier to come to a negative state. Like it's just easy, right? It's easy to feel bad. It's easy to call your friend and tell your friend how shitty your day is going. Like that's just, you know, we like as fucked up as it sounds, it's like, we feed off that negativity. We feed off that energy, especially now with all the shit with the news. And it's like, oh my God, this is happening. That's how I mean, yeah, it's good to be informed, but you know, there's a part of us that likes to feel bad. We like to watch it. We like to call our friends, tell our friends how we feel and how we're so offended, like all these things. Right. So you have to come back to the the basics. Set your intention. What's the intention? What, what am I getting out of this? And when you go to those darker, lower places in yourself, you're actually wasting energy, right? Like that's actually energy you're, you're exerting, you're wasting, right? So then you have to think, okay, well, I'm wasting this energy to go to this lower part of myself when I actually could be using that energy to be productive, to be more successful, to create better relationships, to go toward the gym, to do, you know, so it's hard. Sometimes you're, you, it's hard to get out of those states when you're already feeling low, but it's just seeing that and like, you know, knowing that it, that, that was a choice. I chose to, you know, be in that rut and I can actually be up here and maybe I can't get out of it now, but maybe tomorrow I'll make tomorrow. I'll make sure I'll catch it so that I'm actually, my day is set up the way it's supposed to be. So just going back to the basics and it's all just like this emotional, you know, gym that you have going on in your head and like, you know, training, it's like retraining your thoughts and the way that you think or training yourself to come back to center or whatever that means for you or the, to create that space in your mind. You know what I mean? So, but we're all human and we all have emotions and you know, that's just part of life. But, I love it. That's why I had you on the show. I, I couldn't agree more um, on all of that. You got to set your intentions and when you realize you have a limited amount of energy in the day, um, you start caring a lot more about what you what you give that energy to. You know, I, I was telling one of my friends the other day, almost verbatim, I was like, think about it as like you have a hundred tokens in a day, and you can have that interaction with you know your your girlfriend or your friend or the person at the gas station, and you can give them two tokens for that negative encounter, or you can give them thirty 
you know, like how much are you going to give it? Like, you know, how much are you going to give it? If you keep the other 98 and you gave them two, you still have a great day. You know, if you give them 30 tokens, even if you have a perfect day the rest of the day, you got a 70% day, right? It's like, you know, it's a, it's a silly analogy, but it's like when you really kind of physically think about that exchange and it being like a physical thing and a physical exchange of energy, um, you start thinking differently about what am I going to allow to actually be a negative? What am I going to, you know, focus on? What am I going to put my focus on? Um, and it really does make a difference to get through the tough times, the tough days, the days where you're not feeling it, um, setting those habits up. And it sounds like you got a habit in the morning that's, you know, starts with mindfulness and setting intention for the day. Um, and I think that's huge. That's great advice. You are wise beyond your years, Hannah. I'm trying man we're just out here trying to make a living cool well we're gonna have you back on the show i want to hear where you are with your digital stuff i know you're going to five streams so you know we'll check back in in a few months have you on and see see where we're at um with the views and co and and if anyone's listening find her on youtube what do you have a youtube should they just look up just my name just it, will, it should pop up first Okay. And once again, on Instagram at Hannah, the homeless, um, thanks for having you on the show. Thanks to full scale for, uh, sponsoring the show. See you later hustlers. Startup hustles brought to you by fullscale.io helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button. Then come find us on Instagram. See you next time. We do it.